0: Hello, and welcome to the Film Classification podcast from the BBFC.
1: You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You must
0: unlearn what you have learned. The first rule of bike Club is, you do not talk about bike Club. Hello, it's podcast number 20 from the British Board of Film Classification. My name is James Blatch. Uh, I'm your host for this regular podcast of Insight into the World of Film Classification here in the United Kingdom. Uh, my colleague from the World of Film Examining is joining me today for the podcast, John Wagland. Uh,
2: good afternoon, good morning.
0: Good morning, good afternoon. Where's well, the podcast? So who knows? <laughs> I mean, everything that gets recorded these days, John, whether it's on radio, podcast, no one knows when they, anyone listens, though, on their iPad, their oh, iPhone, whatever. So let's just stick with hello. Hello to the world. I mean, also, what country are they in? Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. And, and actually, there's people listening on Virgin Atlantic flights who are right. travelling through time zones. That's right. They're time travellers. So, in a complicated way, let's just say welcome to people. It's and a pleasure I, to be here. Thank you, John. And I also wanted to point out right at the beginning that we are in a new location mm-hmm. within the building. We're on the fourth floor. Uh, we are using the office right at the back. Uh, so actually quite a nice view over parts yeah, of Soho and Oxford Street and deep into a huge tunnel, which is the crossrail work going on here at Tottenham Court Road so you are going to hear slightly echoey and you may hear some drills and tunnelling going on. Okay as always let's start with some of our news items and I wanted to tell you about a app uh, called Hopster. This is aimed at children. It's the first app that's got a U rating for the for the app itself uh, from the BBFC. It has some video content in it. And one thing I noticed here it seems to be quite an imaginative way of dealing with this. Uh, we're both parents, so I think we're both, or me with slightly older children, more familiar with this prospect of a child with your iPhone or iPad walking up to you where it's prompting for your password and thinking, what is it you're buying? So they're playing one of their games and there's an in-app purchase. Now the in-app purchases are a bit of a nightmare for parents at the moment. First of all, you know they could be spending money. Uh, Second of all, you're not really sure what the content is. Well, Hopster have taken a view on this and they've come up with a plan, uh, which I rather like, which is that they have sealed off an area within this game, which is aimed at very young children, which they can unlock for video content. As I say, it's got a U certificate. Uh, But there's a complicated maths question, or not, you know, it's a reasonable adult level maths question you've got to answer, which precludes the youngest children who are going to be playing the game, but means that the parents will be able to unlock that grown up area and therefore access the video and turn it on for their children. So, quite a good imaginative idea, I thought. Yeah, impressive. And so, we've given that certificate. So, that's the first bit of news. Second is the exemptions. And there's a bit of chatter online about this, DCMS, the Government Department, Culture, Media and Sport, have led changes to the Video Recordings Act. Now this will mean, they will come in this year, it means that material previously in exempt works that is judged as unsuitable for children will in the future have to carry a certificate 12, 15 or 18, obviously if it's uh, unsuitable for children. Uh, We know that some of the uh, producers of lower budget works and documentaries are concerned about this and the impact it's going to have on them. What we would say at the BBFC is in the first instance, come and talk to us and we'll try and get some clarity for you and uh, so you understand where this leaves you uh, in the future. But this is a primarily this is um, a child safety led move from the government and we are very much on board with that. Okay, well before John Wagland and I talk about the BBFC's approach, let's hear from Samaritans. Now, as I'm sure you know, Samaritans offer a service that can be literally life-saving, some comfort, succor and advice to people at their lowest moments in their life. They're also a leading force here in the United Kingdom and Republic of Ireland for how suicide is portrayed in the media. Well, I went down to their HQ and spoke to Lorna Fraser, who's their media advisor. Hello Lorna Fraser, thank you very much indeed for hosting the BBFC podcast uh, here at Samaritans. Um, before we start I should just say you're in a very lovely HQ building which is an old river mill.
1: Yes we are, yes we're very fortunate in our position. We have a lovely view outside of the pond and um, as you can hear the constant yeah. washing well, of water. That's
0: why I mentioned it because you can hear this this flow of water outside. It's not a hiss, don't adjust your set, it's the, uh, the flow of the River Yule is it? I don't know, what the river... <laughs> You don't know either. There it's you go. Not a river, it's a a pond. It's so. a pond, okay. Um, Lorna, let's start uh, with you. What's your role here at Samaritans?
1: My role is media advisor, and in this role I work closely with the media, and that's across all news media and also with programmes, so films, documentaries, DVDs um, and music videos, giving expert advice when um, people are covering the issue of suicide and self-harm.
0: Okay, well, let's, let's focus on DVDs and films because that's really a crossover area for uh, yourselves and us at the BBFC. Um, how do you set about this task? It's such a disparate world of you know, everywhere from Hollywood to a small production company in the UK. How do you get your message across and what are the key messages or key things that filmmakers should be aware of?
1: Well, all of this work is based on our media guidelines which have been around now for two decades Um, And we've just released our fifth edition, our latest edition. And this is a comprehensive guide on how to safely handle suicide and self-harm in the media. Um, And this time around, we've actually produced some additional fact sheets. And, for example, these include one on drama specifically and one for broadcast
0: I think people making films have quite a lot to think about in this regulatory age uh, of all sorts of compliance issues. I imagine this is one area that people don't necessarily, they'll start scripting a drama or even a television advert or a small documentary, and it's not something that naturally occurs to them. So it's quite a good thing to talk about this and, and how people can access the guidelines. What, Where can they find them? What sort of advice do they actually give?
1: Well... Our main media guidelines document is a comprehensive guide, so it covers covers across the board, really, um, on the safe portrayal of suicide. Um, and the fact sheets, as I say, they, they focus in on specific issues.
0: Um, you talk about the, the safe portrayal of suicide. I mean, obviously, you've put a lot of thought into this area. So what are we talking about here? Is it, is it lack of detail? Is it... Not a positive message, or is it the obvious things like not making suicide look like a glamorous and an easy option?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a complex issue, really, and it's not as clear cut um, just as as the fact of the the issue of the um, detail about method. Um, There are lots of risks around things like romanticising suicide or self harm um, and sensationalising these, which, you know, as you can imagine, is quite difficult to do when you're producing a film, because we are talking here about entertainment, but people need to be aware when they're putting this kind of material together, that there are lots of risks, and the reason that we do this work, and that Samaritans have been doing this work for the last 20 years, is there's a significant body of research that shows strong links between suicidal and self-harming behavior and media portrayal of these things so you know the risks are very real and people need to understand those risks you know and be aware of how they can avoid increasing the risk to vulnerable audiences
0: and that's very interesting from our perspective because it's actually quite a controversial area in other parts of film and television whether you make that link between real-world so for instance in violence copycat behaviour and there's there's bodies of thought on both sides and people take positions on it. But your research that you look into, you're fairly convinced that there is a link between, in this case, in suicide.
1: Yeah, there is definitely a link. Um, I think if you look at the, the mind of uh, somebody who may be vulnerable... And when we talk about vulnerable people here, we're talking about um, people who are bereaved by suicide, we're talking about people who may be experiencing mental health problems, and we're talking about young people. Young people in particular are a very vulnerable audience. Young people are very susceptible to copycat behaviour and influence around this. Um, and what happens is when, when a vulnerable person is um, watching something that, around suicide or self-harm behaviour, what they can do is, is identify with elements of the character or what's going on in the film and make it seem like a good idea to them. And, and some of this is going on unconsciously, but th- that they will attach themselves to these details and make it makes it seem like a good idea to resolve the problems that they're experiencing in their own life. So, you know, there are definitely clear links between these things.
0: Now, we've, um, we've worked closely in the past, the BBFC and Samaritans, on this area, and we have our own set of, of guidelines, of course, which include imitable behaviour and the potential for real-world harm as a result of that. Um, is this working with other organisations an important part of your role, as well as trying to get the message out generally to the public and filmmakers?
1: Yeah, it's really important for us to work with regulators, including the BBFC as the lead in film classification, um, because suicide and self-harm are topics that are very often featured in film. And, you know, with with a film, there is more potential sometimes for these issues to be romanticised or glamourised, and we know that this is a, a risky area in terms of influencing behaviour. However, the the biggest issue, really, and the biggest risk is around the method of suicide and self-harm. You know, that's where the greatest risk is of influencing behaviour. And what we've found is that in in the good relationship that we have with the BBFC and Ofcom, we've been able to um, help the examiners have a good understanding of these risks so that they're aware of what the risks are but also it's important for us to work with the media industry as a whole so that we can try and make sure that harmful content isn't produced in the first place
0: that's a little bit off topic for our subject but of course there's the real world stories as well and I know you you deal with the newspapers and actually it seems to me in a little chat we had before the interview you have a quite successful relationship with the news uh, outlets in the country and that's something that would be great if you could get to that point with filmmakers so even at an early stage of their scripting you don't have to intervene later they're thinking about this subject. Yeah
1: and this is an area of our work that we really need to promote more because it's much better for us if we can work with filmmakers from the concept stage so that they're aware of the risks you know at that very early creative stage in the production Um, and and very sometimes we do have the opportunity to do that you know we are sometimes approached by filmmakers and programme makers, documentary producers, you know, and we, we have worked with these, with independent production companies and, w- you know, with the major channels in production of programmes and films. So sometimes we do get the opportunity to work, you know, at that early stage. So
0: sometimes a soap opera writer, for instance, might come to you at the beginning of the process of, of a storyline?
1: Oh, yes, they do. We, we work across all of the soaps. Um, you may... You may um, recall a recent example of that was the Coronation Street suicide story of um, the character Hayley when she took her own life because of her pancreatic cancer. So you know we do, we do work very often with program makers and, and the earlier the better really because then we're not asking people to alter what they've already produced. You know it's better to go into this process understanding where the risk areas are so that you can safely avoid these.
0: Okay, so. If parents or viewers um, are watching something, they are concerned that the portrayal they're watching could have an effect on their family members. Um, Is there a way of raising this? Is this something they would go to, to us about, to Ofcom? Or can they come directly to you to start taking a look at it? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, it is really helpful for people to be aware of how behaviour can be influenced and the risks around copycat. Um, So for people working in the media, this means that they can, when they're doing this, they can be informed of the risks and, and... appreciate the importance of engaging with an organisation like Samaritans for expert advice and for parents and families being aware of the risks means that you know they're more informed in looking out for their loved ones. We have lots of information on our website about things like the signs to look out for that somebody may be vulnerable um, and, and some guidance on how to start that difficult conversation if they are concerned about a loved one.
0: Now, Lorna, obviously at the BBFC we use age ratings and they're relatively sophisticated all the way from you to 18. Um, I know from conversations with you, it's not always as simple as that, is it, when it comes to portrayals of, of suicide and self-harm?
1: No, that's a really interesting point, actually. Um, and when it does come to these issues, protecting audiences is not as black and, or white as simply the age. Because we still have the issue of vulnerable adults who are at a very high risk of copycat behaviour and this is why Samaritans needs to work directly with the media industry as well to try and ensure that risky content isn't being produced in the first place.
0: If um, people in the media are dealing with a suicide story, possibly scripting, can they contact you directly about this or is it just a case of reading the guidelines?
1: Yeah, they can contact us directly, and um, we would strongly encourage them to do that. Um, we can be contacted during office hours on 0208 394 8300. We also have an out of hours press phone, and that is 07943 809162. And if you do get in touch with us, we will make your inquiry a priority so that we're not holding up in the process because we appreciate that that's important.
0: Okay, that's great. We'll put those numbers on our website as well uh, underneath the podcast. Uh, and very finally, uh, Lorna, if somebody does want to talk to a Samaritan on the end of a telephone, how do they do that?
1: People can call us on the helpline on 08457 909090. 90 90 or by email at jo at samaritans.org or people can call into one of their branches, their local branch. Um, The details of these are on our website, which is www.samaritans.org.
0: That was Lorna Fraser at the very lovely Samaritans HQ uh, in South London. John, let's move on to the BBFC. The first thing to say is this is a subject clearly that we do take seriously.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Video Recordings Act gives us the responsibility to protect uh, the viewers of material from harm. And so if we receive a work, a film, which has some instructional detail that can be harmful or can lead to uh, someone who perhaps is vulnerable and... Subject to, to sort of suicidal feelings that can to lead to them harming themselves, then clearly it's our responsibility to make sure that that material is a either classified appropriately or b on the odd occasion not available to them. Um, I mean, I think in terms of intervention, on the very odd occasion we will see in a film instructional detail which, if copied, can lead to death and it's as simple as that and if it's placed in a suicidal in a suicide context so if it's a film about suicide and the technique shown is a novel new technique which will cause immediate death if practiced then obviously we have to have you know great concerns about that because copied by a vulnerable person the The result will be tragic, and so that's what we are. That's what we are uh, attempting to defend against.
0: Now, of course, we have to be a little bit cautious here in our discussions about this, without talking in detail and crossing those very lines that we're talking about here. But let's let's go into theatre then. So, you're an examiner. You're sitting there. What are the sort of things that you're concerned about? When alarm bells going to ring? What are the the circumstances of how suicide's portrayed?
2: Well, first of all, you'll be at the lowest end of the scale there are what I suppose we would call passing references to suicide so so and so killed herself so and so committed suicide Um, those in the right context can be contained at the lower categories but normally as soon as you start along the development of a theme of suicide within a film you're unlikely to get below the 12 category. So once you're into a a, a set of circumstances in which a theme of suicide or self-harm is being explored then there are a number of factors you have to look out for. Does the film glamorize acts of self-harming or acts of suicide? However in a lot of cases, like, like any subject in film, Suicide, self-harm, they are legitimate topics for exploration. And you cannot, outside of you know the individual context of any film, make a sort of blanket decision that anything dealing with suicide or self-harm cannot be shown. So within films that you see, for example, there was a film I watched I think last year called Short Term 12. It's a story of a group of young people who run a halfway house for emotionally... Uh, troubled teenagers and within that context it's unsurprising that issues of self-harm and even suicide come up Uh, and there are there is a scene when a young woman discovers that her father who she is estranged from to some degree is not going to come and visit her and we see her digging her fingers into her hand and scratching herself and then in a later scene in in a sort of fit of of depression and despair, um, another a young man harms himself with a piece of broken glass, and you see the bloody wound in his forearm and and so self harming at the very least potentially in that case, even suicide is implied. However, in neither case are the activities glamorized; they are seen as a symptom of abuse in one case of the girl, parental abuse and in the case of the boy as a sort of systemic, societal uh, issue of him being neglected and not being given proper guidance or parenting throughout his life. And it's within a context where a cure is sought and help is provided to these young people. So the film in itself provides guidance and support to a young individual who might be suffering the sorts of problems or be experiencing the sorts of issues that are actually explored in the film. So in that context, when the theme is responsibly explored and the activities are not glamorised, then obviously we're happy to pass it. In this particular case, the film happened to be a 15, but that was also for language issues and other issues as well. Although I think the second of the self-harming scenes would certainly have been a 15 issue on its own merits as well.
0: And of course we have to when we take context into account in in such a circumstance you can actually see on occasions how something can reach out and talk to somebody who's vulnerable by its portrayal of it yeah, of course of it. and so i mean it's a it's an intelligent hopefully
2: an intelligent I mean, approach to this yeah that's important i mean you see it even in television soap operas you know issues of conscience raising and and and, and talking about difficult issues and then at the end they'll say, you know, if anyone has uh, a yeah. experiences with those issues, you can call this number or this number yeah. or contact the Samaritans. Uh, and of course, Samaritans do
0: work with in fact they recently worked, as Lorna said, with um, EastEnders on, on one of their storylines. So in a way, that's quite not an easy one to deal with but it's obviously a difficult subject to to ever deal with but there is context and you can see the merits of it and it's responsibly done um it's worth pointing out we're not going to go into titles here that there are occasions when you'll watch a film and when we talk about novel technique we talk about particular techniques aren't particularly well known are easily accessible will lead much more likely to death than um perhaps the more obvious portrayals of suicide. And obviously, I'm not going into details here. and it sounds a bit um, vague, uh, but it's important that we would intervene at junior categories there. So if the film was aimed at a 12 audience, it may well be cut. Uh, we have even made interventions at 18, which underlines the point Lorna was saying about the fact that it's not always an age issue. Uh, if you've got a technique that's novel, not particularly well understood, is in any way, shape or form shown as easy, accessible and a way out to somebody's problems, doesn't matter what age, uh, that's being shown at it's actually um, could be an irresponsible yeah. thing to show. And we have intervened at the adult category in those circumstances. I think
2: that's, that's the issue, really, is when you look at... I mean, the Samaritans will know more about this than, than we do, but when you look at the statistics for um, vulnerable people and uh, for suicide, it doesn't necessarily respect our classification... <laughs> Yeah. um uh, age categories uh and certainly uh, people in their early 20s in, in in potentially you know what you could call late adolescence adolescence does carry on beyond 18 uh, for a lot of young people depending on your levels of ma- maturity and the maturity in your brain um and so yes clearly there are cases where You intervene at 18 if you feel that the technique is sufficiently novel and sufficiently dangerous, that someone who is contemplating suicide, were they to copy it, would successfully kill themselves. And in that context, I think we've also intervened on films where this is kind of, it's glamorised. I mean, there's a lot of concern in the media uh, over the last months about these young people who join chat rooms or chat groups Mm. uh, and are influenced and learn things uh, that might help them to end their lives. So obviously we have to be extremely cagey when talking about those things because we don't want to give any tips away that would kind of defeat the purpose. There is actually a film uh, called Chat Room um, which is based on a, a stage play which incidentally I saw at the National some years ago with um, Matt... Smith? Matt Smith! Smith. (laughs) Matt Smith, with Matt Smith, when he was was at the National. Uh, And uh, this... the film contains scenes, a scene in which a woman, a young girl, uh, jumps from a building, uh, another scene in which a a young man cuts himself. And, once again, um, we don't intervene because... Overall, the film is contextualizing these events within a revelatory context about some of the pernicious elements of of the inter, of the world of the internet and forums that dedicate themselves to suicide and the glamoriz- glamorization of suicide and put vulnerable people in contact with other vulnerable people and so on and so forth. So once again at 15 that the film was passed 15 there's a context for passing that so it's without describing the details it's difficult to imagine exactly uh, what we would restrict to adult classification and indeed what we would cut once you get to 18 but I suppose it is just reiterating the point that if something is shown that could be fatal if copied or if the work as a whole offers suicide as a seductive yeah, and that's, that's way a- out, as, as if you're a teenager with problems and it makes it seem that ending your life is a glamorous and heroic solution to a problem, then clearly that's a very serious issue for us. And I think it's important to say at this point that you know we take our guidance in this also from the Samaritans. We work closely yes. with them. and We take our guidance in this, and they will give us examples and say, look, this is definitely a problem. We have people calling up about these issues or we encounter suicide related to these sorts of issues. So this is what you have to look out for.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, I suppose there's two things there, which both of which Samaritans talk to us about. One is um, that suicide should never be portrayed as a solution. Yeah. to a problem uh, and secondly it goes back to this detail thing which is not about the theme or the context but it is about I mean you could have a very responsibly um, written storyline and then the visuals will give something away and of course it only takes on one opportunity for it to be successful for one person who didn't otherwise know about that and that is the big problem with um often newspaper coverage of real life events and I know that as Lorna told me they talked to the newspapers we've had a high profile suicide in the news in the last few weeks and they in a very helpful way and just steered them in the right direction away from the detail and more to do with the surrounding circumstances. Okay it's a grim subject John um, but uh, one of the things that we deal with in the building and thank you very much indeed for, for coming along and discussing it with us Um, that's it for this edition of the podcast Uh, you can email us podcast at bbfc.co.uk you can follow us on twitter at bbfc thank you very much indeed to our editor Catherine anderson and we will see you on the next edition thank you bye